Pro-aging is about balance. Having balance on the skin is a big tenet behind what makes Retrouvé Retrouvé, but it's also having balance in your life. And so yes, skincare is important and what cream you use is helpful, but there's so much more to it than that. There's sleep and proper nutrition and exercise and being out in nature and doing something that you have a passion for, that you really enjoy, or community service, getting joy through service. So all of these things together are what we embrace and try to advocate and encourage people to do. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. This episode is brought to you by Cubby, the perfect skincare routine that's simple and effective with just three essentials for healthy skin. Shop the Cubby routine at CubbySkin.com and get 10% off with code HelloBeauty. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or episode as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. To help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. Hey there, Joyce Baton here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Jamie Morris Heidegger. She's the founder of Retrove, which is a highly efficacious, concentrated and multitasking skincare brand that advocates pro-aging. In this episode, we talk about her history and being a part of the family skincare line Kiehl's the lessons she learned along the way as an entrepreneur, and what makes Retrouvé have a celebrity cult following that include Demi Moore, Zoe Kravitz, Dita Von Tess, Jillian Dempsey, and so many more. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to get to meet you and be on your amazing podcast, Joyce. Thank you for your interest in Retrouvé and for having me as a guest. I'm honored. Offline, we were already chatting and kind of hitting it off. Well, for me, I've already had so much fun. You have such an incredible background. I feel like you are already a household name, but for the benefit of the listeners and viewers, that don't know, you know, which I really doubt, <laughs> that don't know much about your background, please share with us your background and the journey that led you to where you are today. Well, Joyce, first of all, thank you again so much for having me. But it's funny that you should say that. And you asked one of the questions that we talked about that you might be asking was what one of the challenges is that we have faced. And I would say I didn't speak really much about Kiehl's or my background. And I think that's something that we're starting to change because a lot of people have no idea that I have any background or that Retrouvé has a history or a past in the industry. So I would love to share and uh, thank you for giving me that opportunity because I think it really is important to the development of Retrouvé and and why we created it. So I just first want to start by saying that skincare, honestly, is is in my DNA. I grew up in the industry. My grandfather 
apprenticed with Mr. Keel back in the 1800s from Keel's at that time, it was Keel's Pharmacy and then became Keel's since 1851 and uh, now is owned by L'Oreal. So it's no longer in our family, but that was really where I grew up and spent most of my time. And my grandfather purchased it from uh, John Keel in the early 1920s after he went to pharmacology school. And my father, after serving in World War II, opened um, what he called at the time Morse Laboratories. My last name is actually maiden name is Morse. Um, people sometimes would say, oh, you must be Jamie Keel. Like, no, that that's yes, yes and no. That's our company. But my um, grandfather kept the name Keels. So Keel since 1851. And after the war, my father was doing drug manufacturing, specifically fluorides at Morse Laboratories, which was in Hoboken, New Jersey. And he did that until about the mid 50s when the factory was taken over by eminent domain by the state of New Jersey. And so at that point, he decided to take his background of topical pharmacology and worked together with my grandfather, who really represented the idea of the old apothecary, which I'll talk about in a second, and worked together in Kiehl's to make what we now think of as modern day cosmetics. So back in the day, remember, like in a pharmacy, they didn't have the kinds of things that we have now. So they didn't have antibiotics and, and the medicines. What was medicine and skincare back then was honey and tea, and poultices and ointments and herbs and all of these things. So that's what my grandfather specialized in coming from, you know, at that time they called it the old world or the old country. So he already through his family had a great deal of knowledge about that and then working in Kiehl's. So this was kind of the genesis of Kiehl's and the modern day cosmetics, which I then came into. So by the time I was born, I won't even say when, uh, there already were products at Kiehl's that to this day still exist, like the blue astringent and the ultrafacial moisturizer that my father had created during that time. So when I was young, I grew up in New York City, and my favorite thing to do was to go be at Kiehl's. That was like my Disneyland play in the store, and my dad let me make science experiments, and we had all sorts of fragrances, so I would mix the fragrances and create my own perfume, and just, you know, learning about it all of it uh, through osmosis and through my dad teaching, so I lived with my father also um, at a little later age, and we had all the manufacturing actually in the store at that time, so I would watch uh, the products being made. And my dad had this sort of um, funny habit, which was that he tasted all the ingredients and he wanted to make sure that that was the correct ingredient. So he liked to taste them. So we had me taste them as well. And we did have a lot of edible ingredients, natural ingredients and pharmaceutical grade ingredients. So, um, you know, it was okay, I guess, to, to eat a lot of them, but <laughs> Pretty much how I grew up and that's what I would do after school and on weekends and and I just I loved being at Kiehl's so after um, I was at college and I studied toward this you know it was very important to my dad that I have a background in biology and chemistry and all of that and then um, my grandfather passed and 
my father said, you know, I really need your help. Otherwise, I, I'll have to sell Kiehl's probably. Um, and so I went to help him there. And I just loved it. I mean, I grew up loving skincare and being interested in it. I think as you and many people are, um, it was already something that I'd like to study and learn about and, and find out just from my own self, even if I weren't in that industry to help my own skin or treat my hair or whatever. And so for me, I was just beyond happy in, in that field. And I really was interested in creating products. So for me, um, that was probably the most fun part of working in Kiehl's was when my father was very strict. So first I had to, you know, clean the store and then help people behind the counter, which I did all the time. And then, you know, little by little, he sort of educated me in the process. And then we had several chemists and I got to work with them and my father creating products. So that was pretty much um, the genesis of Kiehl's. My father ended up passing um, regrettably in the mid 90s. And my husband and myself, we purchased Kiehl's from my father and continued on as president and CEO until we sold it to L'Oreal. So after we sold Kiehl's to uh, L'Oreal, I had a non-compete for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I was retired anyway, because one reason that we sold Kiehl's was to raise our three children and we wanted to come out to California um, to live. And, and so I just really wasn't thinking about being in the industry at all anymore. But of course, I was so interested still in ingredients and in my own skin, you know, and just the, the vanity aspect of it. And when I had been in Kiehl's, I used to create with our chemist, Steve, um, who started in 1983. We had many different chemists, but he's the one with whom I ended up uh, working and working at Retrouvé. I used to make what I called boosted versions of my favorite products. And this was higher concentrations, particularly of vitamins or what nowadays people call as the actives, the active ingredients. And firstly, at Kiehl's, my father, I just kind of stayed in the lane that he had created. And he wanted a price point that was accessible to all. Mm -hmm. That was very important to him at Kiehl's. And secondly, back in the day, we weren't able even to use such high concentrations of ingredients because we didn't have the packaging to keep them stable for long mm -hmm. periods of time. So like if you're in your home and you can create a really great product for your hair, let's say by using mayonnaise and egg and olive oil or something, right? And that's really good for your hair and you put it on right away, but it wouldn't have a shelf life. So you couldn't sell that, right? So likewise, I was creating products that I could use, let's say within a week or so, but they wouldn't necessarily have had a shelf life. But those boosted products were kind of like my background preparation for creating Retrouvé. So after I was retired, I worked with Steve. He went on to work in, in other companies as well. He worked for Estee Lauder, all, all kinds of different companies before and after. He actually started in the industry in 1975 with Estee right. Lauder. So he's been around a long time, as as have I. Um, but in any case, I said to Steve, you know, I want to make just the best products that I can find for myself 
of things that I'm not finding in the marketplace. So after selling Kiehl's, I had a lot more time and I went, Barney's was my favorite store for cosmetics at the time. So there's a great Barney's in Beverly Hills. And I went to every counter and, you know, got samples and tried everything everywhere. And I found some things that I liked, um, but usually in almost every product that I tried, there was something in it that I didn't necessarily want to have on my skin. Most particularly was fragrance. So a lot of people put fragrance in skincare. And for me, first of all, it's not necessary. But secondly, I find it irritating to my skin as it is to a lot of people. And I have an eye condition. So my eyes are really sensitive to light. And also, even for some reason, just perfume affects my eyes. Yeah. So even if I don't put it in my eyes, like if I have it in the cream, my eyes just get irritated. Yeah. And knowing from Kiehl's where we didn't use artificial, you know, fragrance in the product, I did not want that. I also don't like artificial coloration. Artificial colors can be potentially carcinogenic, toxic. You know, there's a lot of um, different theories on different colors, which ones are used. And I don't believe, and it heals as well, that a product needs to be a specific color for a cream. It should just be the color of the ingredients and it's not necessary to make it white or pink or blue or whatever with artificial coloration that also can be you know, potentially damaging. So I didn't wanna use anything like that. I didn't wanna use parabens. And so it was hard to find something that was what I was looking for. Um, at the time I was uh, just about 40. And I was wanting to prepare also for the idea of hormonal aging. My daughters were both equestrians. So I spent a lot of time out in the sun. Um, I was also, my husband's a ski racer. So we would be on the mountain skiing. So I was a lot in the sun more than I wanted to be. And so I'm thinking about sun damage and it's actually quite dry in, in Los Angeles. It's sort of a mm -hmm. desert climate. And when we would go to the horse shows, like in the desert, it was really, really dry. So I was trying to find products that would help my own skin um, and be as potent as possible. But what's always really been key for me is the idea of preventive maintenance. So prevention, you know, that what's that saying? Like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So it's better to keep your skin as good as possible, as long as possible, rather than just saying whatever. And then, you know, at 45, oh my gosh, you know, I need a face. <laughs> I have to completely redo my skin because it's easier to do, you know, small changes than make some really huge, big fix. So preventive maintenance is something that begins early in life. Um, I remember I went to a school, a high school, and the motto was college begins at two. And I always really like that because that's how I feel about skincare also. Like skincare begins at birth. You know, at birth, we start aging and our skin starts to get sun damage and, and all these other things and environmental stressors. So it's really important through the years, if you want your skin to be as healthy as possible, and that is the goal as far as I see is skin health, right? So not to get skin cancer. It's not just aesthetic, like how you look but it's also protecting the skin barrier and doing whatever you can to promote skin health over a lifetime. But the earlier you start, the better it is. And I really feel that kids today have a big advantage over I people know. at my time because we didn't think about sunscreen 
you know, sun protection, right? Or sunscreen. In fact, that was something that I pioneered at Kiehl's and boy, I got so much pushback. You know, when I grew oh, really? up, oh yeah, in the 70s, living in LA at that time, everybody was super tan. Yeah, you can see that. Beach. I would have baby oil all over my skin <laughs> with a sun reflector. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, it was crazy. Like we all wanted to be as tan as possible. And I would go skiing and never wear any sunscreen and just be like, oh, wow, my skin's oily. So yeah. great. Let's dry it all up. <laughs> so uh, we didn't have any knowledge of that. Whereas kids nowadays, maybe they don't always use it, but most parents put it on their children when they're very young or, you know, like I constantly on my kids about, yeah, did you wear your sunscreen? How about your hat and your glasses and sunglasses to protect the eyes? And so all those things that people now kind of think of normally, we didn't think of in, in my generation. So that's why I think preventive maintenance was even more important to me as a, as a key to skincare. And the idea that even at a young age, it's important to start learning about ingredients and taking care of our skin. So that's kind of the ethos, if you will, um, behind the creation of, of Retrouvé. In addition um, to the idea that, you know, I didn't want to use so many products or mm -hmm. to have so many different things because that can be irritating to the skin as well. So I wanted to create something for myself and for other people that would be, you know, streamlined and multitasking and do more with less, right? Not have so many different products that are necessary. Yeah, I love that. That was really you know, my personal as well as professional background as to how I got um, into Retrovase. So I made these products for myself. We had a non-compete. I was being a mom. My husband was, um, he made a physiological footwear company, MBT. You may have heard of the rocker shoe. Mm -hmm you know, that kind of um, started that whole movement with Skechers and everything. So he was doing that and and I was involved in philanthropic causes and serving on boards and mostly, you know, being a mom to my three young children who were all, when we sold Kiehl's uh, under the age of seven. So um, I was busy with that. And then on the side, making these products with Steve Muzumeci, our, our chemist. So after my husband sold MBT and our non-compete was finished, he said, you know, I really love these products and they work for me. I don't even like using cream so much. And people ask about my skin and my husband's from Europe and he spent a lot of time with his family there as well and going back and skiing. And he wrote an autobiography. He's well known mm -hmm. in Europe as a, a ski racer. He was a world champion. So people would say, well, you know, what are you doing now? What do you use on your skin? All these sorts of questions. And he started bringing samples of my products over there and just giving them to friends and family. And people liked them. And we had a nice response. And my friends here, like at a horse show, would say, oh, you know, they always used to ask me questions when they knew that I was at Kiehl's, but now they'd say, well, what are you using now? And what do you do? And your skin looks good. And so I would just, you know, share them. I had no intention of getting back into the industry or thought that I would. And then my husband said he was just, you know, impatient, I think, um, you know, being retired as a former athlete and all he loves to, you know, be doing things. And so he said, people like it and you give away so much product. Why don't we make a business out of it and sell it. And I said, absolutely not. 
Um, and then he said, well, just how about you make the products and, and I'll do the rest. Just make us products that, you know, you like you and Steve. And I said, I love that support. Okay. He said the same thing, by the way, when we had kids, he, he wanted <laughs> before I did. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I was so happy being in Kiehl's and I loved working, <laughs> I loved what I did. And, but anyway, um, my dad and, and um, my husband said, you just have the kids and we'll do all the rest. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if any man or anyone says that to you, don't believe it. <laughs> but I fell for it and I fell for it again. And he said, you just make the products, we'll do the rest. And here I am now actually with my daughter, who's 25, Hannah. She's in the room here now in case something technologically doesn't work, <laughs> help me with it. Um, but she works with us now and, and we work a lot and really hard and we love what we do, but it's not just making the products. So yeah, that's, how, that. that's how we got to... Um, Retrouve, which is the company that um, we're all working together in now with my daughter and uh, my husband and still Stephen, our, our chemist. I love how that it's woman run. And I love how that you it, it was just so wonderful that you were authentically interested in staying in the business because I know some people, uh, some people that they are born into the, a family business, but they don't necessarily take on the family business due to different, you know, interests, which is not a bad thing, right? But it's great that you had that natural interest in the beauty industry and kept Kiehl's going. And now you have Retrouve, which your daughter Hannah can also run. I love this whole family affair. It just brings that personal touch to the brand. Well, thank you. And that's, you know, really one of my raison d'etre, if you will, right now in the business is, you know, I love what I do, but I'm in my 60s and I work really hard. And sometimes I think, gosh, it would be nice to be, you know, retired again, <laughs> but being able to work together with my daughter and knowing that I'm creating perhaps another legacy for her or my, you know, other children or my family, if they should want to, is a real inspiration for me and, and keeps me feeling very motivated as well. Because when we sold Kiehl's, I have an older daughter, Nicoletta. And like myself, she kind of grew up in her formative years working in Kiehl's. And so when we were busy on a Saturday, when she was four years old, she'd hand out samples and, you know, people would ask her, which lip color do you like best? You know, and I mean, she was involved in the business from a young age, just the same way that I had been. And so when we sold it, that was really a, a loss for her. And, you know, because she had felt like, this is going to be mine too. This is my family and my legacy. And then suddenly, you know, it, it wasn't. So that was hard for her. But as you mentioned before, it's not for everyone. So she's actually a sex therapist. Oh, I should have her on the podcast. She has her own <laughs> podcast actually. As oh well. yeah, cool. I, yeah. I was on that one. Yeah, that was my first one. I was oh yeah, that'd be a great topic because I also cover not only beauty and skincare, but wellness too. But yeah, that could be another topic. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, Joyce, that's really the ethos behind mm -hmm. Retrove also is it's more a holistic way of approaching mm -hmm. skincare through wellness. And mm -hmm. as I, I look forward to speaking about, you know, it's not just the cream that you put on. There's so much yes. more to it, to feeling good, looking good, being the best yeah. you can be and taking care of yourself. So I love that you're all about wellness. And, and in addition to being a makeup artist and all the other things that you are so talented at and expert at, I just think to me, that's so important for all of us is just to try to learn whatever we can to protect ourselves and take the best care of ourselves we can. 
Yeah, and I you talked about ethos of retrovay, and I want to touch on this. I know that one of the ethos of retrovay is pro-aging. This is actually incredible. Can you please expound on this? Yes. Well, so originally, you know, at Keels, we used to talk about anti-aging. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had a um, cream that was called the age deterrent anti-aging cream and an age deterrent eye cream, and they were very popular. And so that was kind of the term back in the day was anti-aging. And I think the idea of anti-aging is not necessarily a negative one, but I understand with you know the evolution of ideas on people being more body positive and having positivity also about aging and embracing the fact that aging is something that is inevitable and is for all of us. There's a different way to frame it that perhaps really explains it better. So at Retrove, we embrace the fact that aging begins at birth. And as I mentioned, it's inevitable for all of us. And there's nothing we can do about it, nothing we can do to stop it. But there's also absolutely nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. about whatever our age is, right? So there's also really no such thing as anti-aging in the sense of you know having a cream or something that's going to stop or prevent aging. At least they haven't found it yet. Maybe cryotherapy or whatever they'll find eventually, you know, can can help us to stay at a, at a certain age longer. Um, but basically, we advocate and encourage for people really to take care of themselves as best they can and to utilize self-care in whatever of the many forms there are for increasing your own self-confidence, taking care of yourself in whatever physical, mental, social, intellectual, spiritual way that you can. We call that on all different spice levels to just you know, feel as good about yourself as as you can and do everything that you can to learn about ingredients and things like that also to protect yourself and to make really good choices. So for me, pro-aging is about balance. Having balance on the skin is a big tenet behind what makes retrouvé retrouvé, but it's also having balance in your life. And so, yes, skincare is important and what cream you use is helpful, but there's so much more to it than that. There's sleep and proper nutrition and exercise and being out in nature and doing something that you have a passion for, that you really enjoy, or community service, getting joy through service. So all of these things together are what we embrace and try to advocate and encourage people to do in addition to finding a cream that works for your own individual skin type. And that's important too, because there isn't necessarily one cream that works for everyone or that only works for older people or only works for younger people. Skin is skin. So at Retrove, we're gender free. We are age free. You know, this is something that is nutrition for the skin, basically at any age which product you use within that line, although it's a very curated line, there aren't you know thousands of choices. And as I said, you know, less is more. So we don't yeah. want people to use 14 different products that might have similar ingredients that can you know, irritate the skin or, or cause allergies or, or things like that by using too many things on the skin, which we see a lot to, you know, nowadays. But identifying yourself as 
an individual knowing your skin, learning what really works best for yourself. And everyone has something really beautiful about them on the outside as well as the inside, right? And so we encourage people to identify that, to celebrate it. So maybe it is your skin, maybe it's your hair, maybe it's your teeth, maybe it's your nails, maybe it's your intellect, maybe it's your humor, right? So whatever it is, like find those things within yourself and protect them, um, nurture them and be the best that you can be at whatever age you are through this holistic approach. That being said, I also think that pro-aging is something that we like to call proactive aging, right? There's There should not be any shame in aging, but there's also no shame in wanting to look our best at any age and, and do whatever we choose to do that's not against the law or going to hurt someone else, right? To make ourselves feel better. So I think that there also shouldn't be shame in if someone wants to get plastic surgery, I'm not advocating it, but um, for example, I do Botox myself and I know some people do, some people don't, some people are against it or, you know, don't believe in doing it. It makes me feel better and I feel like it helps my skin. And so I shouldn't have to feel ashamed about that as well if that's something that I do for myself that helps me but our whole um kind of program if you will the the process uh, that we advocate at Retrove we call proactive aging and that's also through balance as I mentioned balance on the skin so having ingredients that aren't a quick fix if you're if you have an oily patch or something or a pimple, you don't want to over dry your skin or use like turpentine to take off all the layers <laughs> to burn through your skin. It may look better in that moment, but in the long mm -hmm. run, you're not doing something that's good for the preventive maintenance and condition of your skin. So we like to look at the at the long picture and go for, you know, the marathon, not the sprint of, of life. Yeah, and of I skin. love that. So skin health, again, has this very long yeah. and we want to optimize that as long as possible. And we should be happy and grateful to age. I mean, I am. I want to be around to see my grandchildren. If if I get some, I would be very happy for that um, to see my my children, you know, to to do as much as I can in this life. So aging is in our society, perhaps, particularly in the US, I think it's kind of seen as, as such a negative, but in other cultures and other countries, it isn't. And I think it's valued more and experience and taking care of and providing for older people or, um, you know, children living together with their parents or, you know, things like that are more common and well known, perhaps, than in our society where old people are, you know, maybe supposed to be hidden away or something like that. So, but I try to look upon it as aging is like the best blessing that we can have because it means we're, we're still here. Right. Yeah. So I just think for myself, I want to age as gracefully as possible. That's what I would like to do. And if someone else cares about wrinkles or doesn't care about wrinkles, that's up to them. And, and we don't make any judgments, mm -hmm. you know, either way. We just provide the best skin care we can for people at any age who want to take care of their skin. But we don't think, again, that if someone, you know, 
cares that it's necessarily a bad thing. So that's the part, the rap of anti-aging that I think is is gotten a bad rap when if we yeah. it as pro-aging and something positive where we're looking at the positive values of you know supporting and nurturing ourselves through skincare and other things, then that's what we call pro-aging. And I like to take it a step further and call it proactive aging. Hello Beauty's philosophy aligns with retrovay because I always champion honest, true beauty. So whether it be you being into makeup, no makeup, Botox or surgery or no surgery, as long as you're true to yourself, that's natural beauty and that's the way to go. So I love that Retrove also has this philosophy. Thank you. Well, I completely agree. I love your philosophy on that. And that's important to me personally. Um, but also really for for retrove because it's not just what's on the surface of the skin. You know, we're we're living this whole life. We're a complete person, and so feeling happy and balanced and and good on the inside only comes out. Also, mm -hmm. they call it inner beauty, but there really is truth to that. You know, that that sort of radiance. Um, that people project to feel good about themselves or have self-confidence or are joyous and joyful. So um, I just really admire that, especially at a, a younger age, that that is something that you champion as well. True confidence and beauty really shine through if you just own this. And I know it's very hard when there's a lot of, you know, peer pressure, when there's people that probably look down upon or think negatively about people that get certain treatments or even wear a certain type of makeup. So with people that I have on, such as you, that really, you know, paves the way of the skincare and beauty industry as well as molds it. I love, I just enjoy sharing that reminder to my listeners and viewers. This leads me to my next question. So Aside from Retrovay's great philosophy, which exudes in your ages and your website, Retrovay has a celebrity cult following like Demi Moore, Zoe Kravitz, Dita Von Tess, and Jillian Dempsey, whom I've actually had on the podcast previously. Talk to me about what makes Retrovay so good and what makes these celebrities keep coming back, despite the high price tag. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Um, first, I'll just start by saying mm -hmm. thank you for that. And we're big fans of of all of those um, amazing women as well. And we have men too, um, mm -hmm. who are our clients. And again, Retrove is, is gender free, but we're so glad to have that kind of community. Um, for Retrove, everyone though is is important and, and is a mm -hmm. VIP for us. But I think a lot of these people um, either themselves knew us at Kiehl's. Um, they knew what we stood for. They were familiar with the products or in the case of Zoe Kravitz, for example, Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz used to come into Kiehl's all the time and I knew them for a very long time. So people, I think, really felt comfortable with us. Mm -hmm. the, those who do know, the few who do know our history and background and that we even were involved with Kiehl's. When I started Retrove, I didn't 
used to talk much about Kiehl's because I didn't want people to compare it or people would in the press would say, well, what's the difference? You know, and it's yeah. completely different. And it's like, which do you love better of your two children? You know, they're both <laughs> my children and I love them. And Kiehl's will always be my heritage and my family. And I'm so proud of and thrilled for the success that L'Oreal has has had with Kiel. So it's really something completely different. And what Retrouvé is about, if I may just back up a little mm -hmm. bit, Retrouvé is a collection of science-backed, innovative, highly potent skincare essentials that are meant to address the need of returning the skin to its own natural, optimal functioning state. So why do we want to do that? Because this, we know it works and it helps people to look and feel their best at any age, right? So what we do is we help to work harmoniously with the skin's own natural regenerative processes to optimize its ability to nourish, strengthen, and repair itself. So that's kind of a little bit of background about what Retrouvé is intended to do. And because it works, I think people, as you mentioned, yes. respond well to it, those who, who know it, and those who knew us and our background have confidence in, you know, the decades of skincare development that we have been in and the products that we've made that they had already tried, for example. But at Retrouvé, our mission really is to make the most advanced and effective skincare in the industry and to create a new standard in the skincare industry also with education, honesty, and transparency for productive skincare for all. And I mention that because that philosophy will, I, I hope, get to talk about a little bit more in depth later, but that's really so important to us is that we tell the truth and we educate and we want to teach people what is good for them, what's not good for them to find ways to identify their own individual skin needs, to sample before they buy, to try things, how to use products properly. You can have a great product, but if you don't use it properly, it might not help you. Or you 100%. can have a great product that's not for your skin type, for example. So anyway, all of these things, I think, lend itself to people coming back and finding amongst our streamlined products, we have a curated line. They are multitasking products. Um, they are expensive, yes, because of the ingredients, but a little bit goes a, a really long way with Retrouvé. So it ends up being a pretty good deal in the sense that you don't need that much of, of each product because they are so concentrated. So a little bit is going to go a long way and last you more. A lot of our products are water-free. So you're not paying for, you know, large bottles yeah. of water. So just having to need a little small amount makes the um, bottle last longer. And as a result of that, it ends up being, if you consider using one bottle over six months, maybe then four bottles 
you know, during that same period of time, financially, it comes out to, you know, be somewhat similar. So in that way, um, we want to have this streamlined collection, as I mentioned, of multitasking products. So you mm -hmm. don't need a different serum for each ingredient. And why that's important and we're able to do that is because ingredients actually often work synergistically even better than they do alone. So for example, vitamin C and vitamin E really complement each other and enhance each other. Or we use vitamin C and we use CoQ10 and niacinamide. And all three of those together have a wonderful brightening effect that you don't necessarily get if you just have one ingredient in a serum. And we have a proprietary blend of ingredients that we use, which is vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A in the form of retinal palmitate, white tea, pomegranate, squalane, and we have in a base of triglycerides, fatty acids, super sterile esters, which is pharmaceutical grade cholesterol and lanolin. And all these things together really moisturize the surface of the skin, but they're absorbed into the skin because of the base of squalane, which mm -hmm. is one of the few ingredients that's been shown actually to permeate the skin. So if the squalane is penetrating and you're not using ingredients that we don't use like mineral oil, that occlude the skin from having the ingredient. You can put something great in mineral oil, but it's not going to penetrate. It won't get through. So if you have the squalane, all those other great active ingredients actually will be absorbed into the skin. So that's our transport and delivery mechanism. So that's equally as important as what ingredients you have in the product, which is also as, ingredient, as important as what ingredients you don't have in the product, right? But with this transport mechanism, we're really able to know that not only are we moisturizing the surface of the skin, but we're allowing it to breathe. And the fatty acids and all these other things that are similar to human sebum, the triglycerides and the squalane, the skin recognizes as its own and therefore allows that to penetrate. So we can get deeper into the skin to have the products actually be absorbed while allowing the skin still to breathe, which is very important for it as well. So all of these things together help to create the added resilience that mm -hmm. retrovate products give you for your skin, in addition to helping to visibly reduce fine lines and wrinkles, um, brightening of the skin, as we mentioned, smoothing the skin, uh, addressing dehydration, dullness, and discoloration. So another thing about Retrove is that we use very high concentrations of these active ingredients, of clinically proven ingredients at clinically proven levels. So that's something that not every company does. Yeah. So it's one thing to have vitamin C, but it's another to have enough so that it's actually doing what people are claiming for it, right? So yeah. vitamin C, for example, is a tricky ingredient because it's not very stable. I talked earlier about how we couldn't really stabilize these ingredients mm -hmm. in high concentrations early on. And we use, first of all, a more stable form of vitamin C. It's um, actually a quasi-drug in Japan and Korea, which are kind of the leading research areas of the world right now in skincare. 
and it's THD tetrahexyldexyl ascorbate. And at 3%, it's actually a drug, as I mentioned. And this is not only a very powerful vitamin C, but it's a buffered one. It's in an oil base. So it is stable longer, but it also has less irritation potential. But in order to safeguard these products, what we couldn't do back in the 90s and the Kiehl's days, we were able through advanced innovative technology to create for Retrouvé, which is our triple airless protection system. So again, it's not enough to have these great yeah. ingredients, you then have to protect them. Because as we said before, you're not just using them up in one day, like when you make that, you know, egg yolk thing for your hair, right? So they have to have some sort of shelf life. And in order for the ingredients to have a shelf life, they either can have a lot of preservative in them, but we didn't want to do that. So we created this airless bottle. We were one of the first, to my knowledge, to use it. This is back like 10 years ago oh. um, in the industry. And we worked with companies in Germany and then in Italy to create this airless system that helps to preserve the stability of the product, but whereby you also need less preservative because you have the, what's bad about air? Like we all breathe air and that's so important. Everyone says, you know, breathe, like, you know, that's something that we need to live, but air specifically oxygen are not great when they're inside the product because oxygen oxidates, right? So it will yeah. break down the product as will light. The products are light sensitive and heat sensitive. So all of these ingredients, even if it starts out great, if you have them in a jar, for example, and you keep opening the jar and you put your hands inside and, and you're bringing bacteria in, the product will degrade over time. Um, or you put in so much preservative that can be irritating to your skin. We want to have as preservative is very important. Don't get me wrong. We want to preserve the product and to have it be safe. But if you have an airless system, then you can use less preservative to have a longer shelf life. So we created the bottles housed in glass. Um, glass is also more sustainable, but additionally, they're black with my favorite color, but opaque so that the light doesn't get through. And then they're manufactured in a vacuum because even in the manufacturing process, heat, light, and air will degrade the product even before it's finished being made, right? Oh, so wow, if yeah. you start with high levels of ingredients, you may not get them out after you've manufactured mm -hmm. the product. And then we have a third layer of our triple airless protection system, which is the pump. So a lot more people now are using what was then something really brand new and cutting edge, which is the airless system. But the air comes through when you depress the pump, right? Oh, so yeah. We have airless pumps as well. That's our third layer of protection because otherwise it can be airless inside, but it's connected to the pump. And so when you pump it, the air comes back into the product. So mm -hmm. we have an airless pump as well. So all these things really help to protect the product and give it a shelf life. We just actually found some products that was our very first batch of the serum that was made in 2014. And we opened it. I was so excited. It was like the ultimate science experiment. And the products looked and smelled and felt exactly the same from 2014. Oh, wow. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. They were a tiny bit darker because we used tea, the white tea, mm -hmm. which is a dark color. So as the tea brews, it's going to get darker, just like with any tea yes. bags you put in. 
but it wasn't the color wasn't because of the ingredients oxidizing so usually when a, a product turns darker and it oxidizes like the vitamin c it's less potent mm -hmm. so that's one way to tell that the product may perhaps be you know breaking down so these are things that um, are really important to help keep the value and the stability and the efficacy of the product. So again, having the high concentrations of these super powerful potent ingredients um, that are clinically proven, but then having them be stable and be able to utilize that strength over a longer period of time. And then we also have clinical proof of, of the products as well. And we have a patent pending on this special delivery system um, that I had mentioned earlier on with uh, the squalane and, you know, being able to bring ingredients into the formulation in any way and having them, you know, be able to be stable and transported. So that's kind of what makes uh, Retrove what, what it is and distinguishes it. Also, as I mentioned, important is what's not in it, being free yes. of parabens. Uh, we don't add phthalates, uh, you know, to the product, silicone, dimethicone, mineral oil, synthetic fragrance, as we mentioned, um, artificial coloration, talc, um, any of these sorts of ingredients. So that's really important too. And then we try to educate people, even celebrities like to learn, right? So, and, and you know, even if someone's born beautiful, they want to find the best way to protect their skin as long as possible. So we do a lot with customer service and on our social media and on our website to really try to educate people on how to find the best thing for them. We have our ambassador service um, where we speak with people either through Zoom or on the phone or FaceTime, however they would like to help them find the right ingredients and product for their own skin. We encourage them to sample first. Again, the products um, being gender free and then having these long-term solutions that really help to impart balance to the skin instead of trying to, as I said, have a quick fix that sometimes like a laser, you know, can yeah. cause more discoloration and, you know, peeling and redness and irritation and all that sort of thing. And, and maybe in the long term might not be helpful for the skin. So anyway, all these things together, I think, make the products work. Yes. And yeah. So no, I just... you mentioned, I think, respond to the fact that that the products, you know, really do work. And, and I think the customer service that we give that was so important at Kiehl's and I know is still so important there has continued that, that tradition here. And everyone is is a VIP, but we have a 100 percent money back guarantee on all of our products. And we really want to make sure that each person finds the best skin routine regimen with Retrouvé and whatever other products they may want to incorporate yeah. themselves. Yeah. But then, um, combined, especially with people who have been with us through the decades, whether it's Kiehl's or even some of the products that we created at Kiehl's are some of their best sellers today. So the people who knew us from then or know our history, they have belief in us and confidence in us. So I think that credibility also helps people feel comfortable to try Retrouvé. And then we get the sort of result that, that you were talking about because people see and feel the results on their own skin. Personally, I feel like I'd rather spend 
on a whole retrovay skincare line than a one-off laser treatment that I'm not even sure of. And that also breaks the bank. So I feel like retrovay is more of an investment because of the science-backed, highly efficacious ingredients, as well as the thought that went to it in creating the products and the packaging. Whereas, you know, with lasers, you don't even know how you're going to react to it if it's going to be your first time. Certain treatments are not for everyone. So you, you won't you wouldn't know until you go through it and probably suffer the consequences. So I feel like going that route, the you know, more, I guess, a traditional using highly efficacious and quality products like Retrovay, for me, I feel like doesn't make me feel as bad as, you know, if I would have to spend on that price because it's worth it. It's a it's a great point that you make. And, and you never know how the skin will mm-hmm. respond. The one time I ever uh, did a laser, and I won't say which one, mm-hmm. um, it was for dis- discoloration or supposedly, yeah. and I never did it again. But that's the only time I got brown spots was oh through the, gosh, yeah. but they don't always do, you know, or, or your skin, one skin doesn't necessarily respond the way that you think it may. Exactly. But interestingly, we just won a, a wonderful award that we were so excited about from Skin Anarchy, which is a medical association led by wow. Dr. Yadov. And it was for innovation and science in our products. And in, in particular, our intensive um, moisturizer that she talked about, she said, and again, she's mm-hmm. a, a doctor dermatologist, you know, has, has all these mm-hmm. incredible, um, you know, professional certifications after her name. And she wrote about the intensive that she believed in it so much because she got terrible laser burns and it really helped her burns. It was the only thing that really helped her that she could tolerate after. Now we don't say that we can't say that if we were wound healing or could claim, you know, that we reverse burns, then we would be a drug and not a cosmetic. So we don't make that claim, but I'm just sharing this is something, you know, that, that mm-hmm. she wrote about um, that, you know, these products really do make a difference and, and they do work. And in some cases in the industry in general, we can't even say all the things that the products do if we want to stay within the FDA regulations and what we're supposed to say. But a lot of products nowadays um, are really stronger, like we call them skinceutical sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so we can do more than we're even supposed to say, because if you say that a product changes the physiology of the skin, then it would have to be a drug by definition. Yeah. I want to talk about you as an entrepreneur and you've been in the industry since you were a kid. So what is the biggest challenge that you've ever faced or are currently facing And how did you tackle it? What did you learn from it? Thank you. That's such a great question, Joyce. And I I have many challenges and, uh, (laughs) you know, so I I won't name uh, all of them, but I would say for me, there's two, the largest, and they're they're somewhat related. And this is something I I started to trailblaze at Kiehl's as well. And that's really trying to be a pioneer, as I mentioned before, of value of honesty and transparency. So in the beauty industry, there's a lot of hyperbole, false claims, hope in a jar kind of thing. Yeah, We've always, as our, our family, just tried to fight against that. 
and really to educate people on what products can really do and what not to expect that they can do. Because I think one form of making us not feel good about ourselves is having unrealistic expectations for what a cream can do. And also for, you know, when you spend money on something, like what is it even have the possibility of removing all your wrinkles? No. Or if I'm using a product, I'm in my 60s, like we talked before about, you know, pro-aging. I don't expect that a cream is going to make me look 20, but it can make me look the best that I can look at wherever I am, right? So we really advocate, again, for transparency and honesty and not taking advantage of people. And I think that's a message that's kind of hard. People don't necessarily want to hear about it. And so sometimes we say less, as I mentioned, than we actually do, because we want to stick within, firstly, the lines that, you know, the FDA and the FTC have mandated for us. Um, so a lot of companies will say that their product removes wrinkles or, or things like that. And I think they do a disservice not only to the customer, but to everyone in the industry, because then if you don't say that, people think, well, your products must not be as good or as strong or um, your products, you know, don't do this other miracle thing. So I'm going to get that one. And, and this one must not be as good when really it's just that we're trying to be accurate um, as to, you know, what really is possible in, in the industry. So that's been something that I think has been challenging. And even back in the Kiehl's days, people would come into the store and say, oh, I, I, want, that, I want that cream that removes all your wrinkles. And we'd say, well, we don't have a cream like that. Well, such and such a company does. And no, that, that's not really what they're saying. If you read between the lines, it says it's very cleverly written, like reduces the appearance mm -hmm. of, or, mm -hmm. you know, you say things like this so that in a court of law, you couldn't necessarily um, prove that that was wrong, but it's intended so that the impression the customer is given is that it removes all your wrinkles and, and that sort of thing. So that's something that I try to do through education, but here's my second thing that I'm really no good at at all, and that is technology and social media. So that's been a real challenge for me and having my daughter um, is, is helpful, but I'm very late to the social media game. As I mentioned, this is actually other than my daughter, my first podcast. And I realized that it isn't enough, like back in the day, just to make a good product at Kiehl's. That was kind of most of it, right? Making sure that your product worked and testing it and all the things, you know, that we do now to be able to make clinical um, claims and things. So, but nowadays it's so much about social media and yeah. did you message out there in a certain way or do you have a TikTok that went viral or, yeah. you know, people respond more to your social media presence than they do to necessarily what's in the product. Yeah, it's great that you have Hannah there because she's Gen Z. She has her thumb on the pulse and like what's in, what's out. So that's such a great, valuable resource. But Joyce, I'm like a dinosaur <laughs> in the industry. And so <laughs> I only belatedly, like now I'm starting to come out and realize, you know, I, I have to compete in this, whether I agree with it or like mm -hmm. it or don't like it, it makes no difference. It just is. You know, and yeah. it inspires me when I see like Bobby Brown on on TikTok or TikTok. Martha Stewart. Yeah. And 
you know, and they do these great things and like people don't say, oh, what are they doing on there? They're older or, you know, so that, <laughs> that helps me feel a little more comfortable to come out of my shell, if you will, because that's just not generally, you know, my personality. But we have been so behind the curve with social media at Retrouvé because of my own, you know, inadequacies in it and not feeling comfortable and not realizing how important, incredibly important it is to be competitive on all those platforms. So we're really late to that. And I think as a result, so many people don't know who we are. We don't have that much um, product awareness or name recognition. And also, as I mentioned earlier, people have no idea that I have any background or my family in, mm -hmm. in skincare. And that's because we haven't yet found a way, I think, to really have our messages resonate um, on social media. And so now, finally, you know, I'm really trying to uh, do something about that yeah. with myself, being more present, explaining more, um, being on camera more, that sort of thing that I never was yeah. so comfortable in. And uh, we just hired a social media agency that we're excited about. Working so, you know, these I think this has been really a challenge for me in in the industry. Um for myself also, you know, I was a pioneer in so many ways through the decades, but one of the big ones was sampling. So mm -hmm. I really was, I was called queen of sampling. So sampling was something that we really, I can't say we thought of it first, but we were the first to my knowledge at Kiehl's to encourage everyone to try before they buy. We made little samples before mm -hmm. everyone had them the prepackaged things we used to squirt them in the bottle at the store and give it to people and so that was something that really changed the industry and then as I mentioned with sunscreen people used to laugh at me when I suggested using sunscreen or they'd say well cavemen didn't use sunscreen or you know <laughs> no men don't need sunscreen and so I would try to help educate people on that and now of course sunscreen is one of the you know leading sectors in in beauty skincare and and skin health so i'm hoping to be able to kind of create a movement for transparency in the skincare industry and the beauty industry as well um, as much as possible and that includes even just showing people how to read labels you know sometimes they mm -hmm. don't realize that labels go according to the concentration of ingredients yeah. if someone says oh my gosh we have you know the best vitamin e cream in the whole world and you know, maybe it's like <laughs> the last ingredient. Yeah. And, you know, so perhaps there's not as much vitamin E in there as one would be led to believe by hearing what they did in an advertisement or social media. That's another thing we don't advertise really. So um, we don't do much of, of any of that. And so it's really been um, taking us longer to have people understand what our message is and, and who Retrove is. But I'm hoping to be at the forefront of this new movement of really helping people to be as educated as possible on skincare so that they can make the best decisions for themselves. But you know what, Joyce, I've started to think about it and in preparation for this in a different way, my daughter actually helped me see this. I spent all my time at Kiehl's, not all, but I mean, every day mm -hmm. behind the counter for at least some portion of the day, helping customers explaining things and helping educate and I love that and hearing their feedback and it was so inspiring if they liked a product and they came back or if they didn't like a product and we found something that worked better or whatever it was I was spending a lot of time 
one-on-one with people. That's really how mm. Keel built between my grandfather doing it, my father and myself, and then my you know young daughter assisting. So Hannah said to me the other day, just think of it as like, this is your way of getting to speak with yeah. customers you're not in the store or there's the pandemic or we don't have a store but you're doing the same thing just you know through a different medium so that's what got me really excited to to talk about a lot of these things yeah. too. no no i love it and i'm the same i totally agree with hannah that's why it's such a great reminder and there, that's the reason why i still do what i do when i remember that people like you who have such a wealth of knowledge these are valuable information that not only the consumer will learn from but even other business owners because i actually had another guest on the podcast recently and she thanked me I mean, it might sound I'm bragging, but I'm not. But I wanted to share this story that she said, hey, you know, I really enjoy listening to your podcast because I learn from the other founders that you've had on, you know, how they go through their business. And it helps me reinvigorate my passion for my own business, knowing that I'm not alone or experiencing these things alone, that it's pretty normal <laughs> to have these difficulties like what you were just sharing earlier. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I also really enjoy the medical ones that you do too. Yes. I mean, there's so much to learn out there. There's so much knowledge and, and exactly. I research ingredients and, and, you know, skin and all of that, but there's still, you know, the, the internal biome, there's so many things to learn. Exactly. About. So yeah. Getting to have expert and which expert do you listen to or, or do you read? So getting to hear some of the podcasts that have, you know, doctors talking about the things where they have very specific yet really important information research uh, approaches, I think helps us all also to, we were talking about wellness and, you know, mm-hmm. holistic being the best that we can taking care of ourselves. So you're really doing a great service through that also. I like that you're not giving medical advice too, and you give that whole caveat. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You know, again, like what I mentioned, you are a veteran in an industry. What is one common myth or misunderstanding that people have about being in the beauty industry or creating a skincare line? Especially when you think about there's such a influx of new brands coming out. Um, it just feels like the market is very saturated. Well, it's a great question. Um, I think a lot of people misjudge how expensive it actually yes. is to <laughs> create a product. It's it, even if you have a great idea or something that really works, it still takes a long time. And a lot more money, I think that happened for us and we knew the industry, but even with Retrouvé, you know, um, how long it takes to bring a new product to market, to do all the testing. And now, particularly with the pandemic uh, supply mm-hmm. chain related delays and things like that, everything takes double the time that it used to or that we thought that it would. Even for myself, miscalculating, bringing out a new product, because if you have 99 percent of the ingredients are 99 out of 100 you still don't have one ingredient you can't make it and even if you mm-hmm. make it but the boxes didn't arrive yet you can't sell it you know so i think the supply chain is a, a really big um uh, obstacle right now to people being able to do things as quickly and as easily as i think they expect or maybe could have done earlier on there's a lot of competition in the industry so if you do do something, really make sure that you have your own special niche 
um, because mm -hmm. there are so many more brands out there than than there ever were before. Um, I think it's not quite maybe as glamorous as people might think that it is. There's, you know, the fun part like now when we get to talk about things, but it's a lot of, of work and behind the scenes and, um, you know, just learning all about ingredients and how to do things properly and what the regulations are. Uh, and I think, you know, I'm not saying that it's it's not a good thing to have regulations, but there are so many more now than there ever were before. So there's a regulation for everything. Or if you want to sell your product in Europe, there's a whole different set mm -hmm. of regulations almost in every country. And so it's really it's it's a lot more labor intensive and expensive, I think, than than most people realize and potentially less less glamorous. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, Retrouvé and Hello Beauty have a similar philosophy, which is owning your true beauty. And here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's called say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Um, let me know when you <laughs> find things that really work. I, I'm always in search of that as well. Um, I, I think that it is so important to love ourselves, to accept ourselves, and to understand that we all have limitations. And a limitation could be, you know, as I mentioned earlier, our age. Like, I will never be 20 again. So the best thing I can do instead of trying to fight it constantly is just to sort of give in and, and go with it and accept that and say, okay, look, I'm in my 60s let's make this time the best that it possibly can be. So whatever our limitations may be, um, I think to acknowledge them and try to let that go and focus on what we can change and the areas that we can control. And there generally is a lot that we can do to help ourselves feel better and feel beautiful on the inside which they've done so many studies too, can also really help us to feel better on the outside. But they've also done studies that when people don't feel good, let's say my daughter Hannah struggled with really bad acne from birth. She, had, uh, she was premature and had um, as a result some birth conditions and one of them was a hormonal imbalance. And so like at nine, she had cystic acne. And it's one thing if you have acne at 15 when everyone else in the mm. class does well but nobody even knew what a pimple was basically at you know by the time that that she had them so it was something that she struggled with and it affected her emotionally and spiritually in every way she didn't want to go to school and so mm -hmm. the way that we perceive ourselves and and how we look and all of that does affect our emotions and and our feelings so that's another reason i think that taking care of ourselves is is okay and is important and something that we should appreciate and respect and also make time for ourselves on. So I think self-care is a really great way to spend time, however one may define self-care, but to find ways to feel better about ourselves, to love ourselves, to celebrate what's wonderful in ourselves. Retrouvé, the name means to refine, to find again. And I for love me, that. That signified coming back into the industry, 
but also for everyone find again like that joy inside or what it is that you really love about yourself or again we all have something that's wonderful that's magnificent within us that's a blessing um, and it could be external but also internal and just remembering those things or spending a little bit of time reconnecting with ourselves to find what really gives us joy or something that we didn't remember or how much we love taking a walk at the beach or or reading a book or things that you know get our mind off that loop if you will of of thoughts negative thoughts um feelings of insecurity and things that undermine us um there are just so many small things i think that we can do to try to help us feel as fulfilled as possible, um, as joyous, as, as happy, um, self-loving as possible. And one of those is really self-acceptance and just accepting the things that we can't change and shoving them on the side. Like, don't even think about mm -hmm. them anymore. Just focus on where you can make a difference and be the best you can be at, at any age, at any stage with whatever is going on in your life. And and that's enough. You know, things don't have to be perfect. Everything doesn't have to be perfect to be good enough or really good even. So that's something that I struggle with. You know, I'm always looking, oh, well, I should be doing this and I, I should be doing that. And, and how come that? And, you know, at a certain point, I just have to say, no, this is my life and this is what I do. And I'm going to try to do it the best that I can. And how can I feel fulfilled love myself, increase my self-confidence, um, my joy, my radiance for others. And I think whenever I start feeling, you know, down or depressed, or I struggle, as I mentioned, with insecurity about my physical self, you know, things that I don't like about myself physically or externally, um, I try to remember think about others or how can I do something for others or helping others or community service is really important to us. Mm -hmm. It was at Keels. Um, it is also at Retrouvé. And that's kind of the quickest way to give yourself a, a shot in the arm of joy, I think is, you know, to, to forget about yourself and, and go out and, and find a way to connect with someone else, or even if it's an employee or, or just my children, like if I uplift someone else, or find a way that I can do something that might help someone else. It's it's just this great shot of endorphin um, to yourself. I think also talking about endorphins, I think sometimes we forget how much movement and exercise, mm -hmm. exercise doesn't have to be, you know, an incredible CrossFit class that you can't survive. It could be just, you know, a nice walk or being out in nature or, um, anything that you really enjoy, but getting our bodies moving and getting the endorphins going, that's really important to, to feeling better, having more confidence and, and just being happier in general. So I, I try, I actually make a list of things. I'm a big list maker. So if I start to feel down on myself, then I have this little list I can pull out of things I can do to help myself feel better or not to get in that loop or to, you know, focus on the negative or, um, to beat myself up. I think having grace with ourselves, allowing ourselves grace. Okay, I didn't do this perfectly. Okay, I, I could have been a better mother in this situation. I'm going to learn from it, or I'm going to apologize to my kids, or, you know, whatever it is to give ourselves 
grace in life. We all make mistakes and all we can do is the best we can at any age and at any stage of our life. And, and just be okay with that and, and make each day the best that it can be and, and learn and grow from our mistakes and the things that we, you know, maybe would have preferred to have done differently in the past and, and learn and, and having mentors and older people that we look up to, because life really does look different when you've had so many years of experience um, and you reflect back and the things that seemed so important are less important perhaps, or things that didn't seem important are more important. So I think having friends of, of different ages or family members that we correspond or communicate with can be enriching as well. And, and having connection with others. All those things are ways, I think, to work on our inner beauty, our inner love, our inner grace. All those things to me are, are pretty much synonymous. I love that. No, I agree 100%. So you look like you've created a beautiful, tried and tested, true look for yourself. You know, you've got, looks like you've got your signature hair and um, clothing, outfits, and your sunglasses down to the T. It looks fabulous. Talk to me about what the legendary Jamie Morris Heidegger uses for her skincare, makeup, and hair care routine morning to night. Quickly include products. Okay. Well, first, I, I just <laughs> want to give an example. Um, my glasses mm -hmm. are because I don't see very well. Yeah, I yeah. have very poor vision. Mm -hmm. And so... I just try to, instead of sitting around, oh, I can't mm -hmm. see and, and I, you know, I don't ski anymore because I can't ski, uh, see well and a lot of things that I don't do, but okay, well, I'm going to, if I have to wear glasses then I'm going to make them as cool as I can find them yeah. or, enjoy or have to be the color that goes with my outfit. So, you know, turning a, a millstone to a milestone. So now yeah. glasses and things are part of, you know, kind of my, my look, if you will, but Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot, um, actually. So I talked oh, about wow. having a streamlined line and multitasking, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty minimalist in, in my approach to things. I don't have a lot of time. So I've got three children. And even though they're older, I think <laughs> you know I take even more time being a mom now than sometimes I did when they were younger. And then having my business and being married and trying to take care of my health and, and all of that and my mom and my family. So there's not that much time. I use basically my own products. I really streamline it. Um, some days in the morning, I may not even wash my face if I washed mm. it really well at night. And um, my skin tends to be a little bit drier. So perhaps I'll just use our conditioning tonic in the morning um, as opposed to you know having a full-fledged uh, skin cleansing, especially if I did at night. But when I do, and I don't wear makeup that often, um, I do if I'm going somewhere or having an event, but I love our cleansing elixir, our makeup um, remover and, and cleanser that's very moisturizing. So I like to massage that on. It feels really good and it can be tissued off or rinsed off, but I'll do that at night. And in the morning, again, I may just use the tonic and then I'll use the moisturizer depending on what I'm going to be doing that day or how my skin is feeling. So we have sort of what we like to call a wardrobe of different ones. And kind of like in the summer, you wouldn't wear your heaviest sweater, but you would when it's cold or when it's yeah. snowing, you'll you'll take a, a jacket, right? So we have the same thing with our line. So depending how my skin feels that day and how the weather is and the environment, that will decide which moisturizer I choose. 
And I pretty much almost always try to wear sunscreen, especially if I'm going to be going outdoors or, or doing anything like that. Um, brushing teeth. I think if there's one thing, you know, forget about cream and everything else. If there's only one thing that we can do in a day um, that really can have a lasting impact, it would be brushing our teeth, um, taking care of our teeth. So that's really important to me. I spend time, you know, doing the, you know, flossing and, and that sort of thing. Um, again, I don't really use much makeup. I'm not good at makeup. I grew up with my father. And so he kind of trained me to be, you know, I don't know, a guy's guy, kind of. So he didn't show me those things. So unlike you, I don't know really how to do makeup and, and much of that sort of thing. Um, so I, I don't and just use a bit of um, lip gloss, but I like sunscreen that has tint. For mm -hmm. me, um, I think that that kind of, you know, helps. I have the sunscreen and it gives me a little bit of color. Um, so yeah. I like to do that and maybe a bit of, of powder and um, lip gloss. So that's really pretty much all that I do. My hair is another story, though. I have super dry hair and I like it to be long and it gets really frizzy. And so I definitely every day um, use some kind of leave-in conditioner mm -hmm. or oil. Yeah. I use our own body oil sometimes even in my hair. I use bottles of Moroccan mm -hmm. oil. Um, even if I put tons of oil on, like, you know, later on, it's still dry and I can put more on. I really like uh, Tracy uh, Ellis Ross's line mm -hmm. um, that I, I use in, in my hair. Um, so it's got all different leave-in conditioners and, and things like that. And she has brushes and, um, you know, different things really to help style the hair. And I find that her line really um, helps my hair. But I probably spend longer on my hair than I do on my skin. However, um, if I feel dry, especially at night, then I love to use like our intensive or something really moisturizing. And I do advocate for facials. So mm -hmm. I like getting facial treatments and especially the traditional facials where you have a nice massage and moisturize and, and you know, do all of that. Um, but I don't spend too much time myself uh, doing any of those things. I mm -hmm. I don't like to feel dry anywhere. So I have a humidifier usually in my room. And at night, I really spend time massaging my hands in particular. I use our body oil or hand cream and I use cuticle cream. I like to massage into the cuticles and kind of give myself a little bit of a massage in my hands. And I do use our body oil. Another thing at Retrovay that we talk about that I wanted to create was a lot of people spend so much on their face creams, but don't really pay attention to their mm -hmm. body. So we started saying, we'll give your body the face treatment. So I love to use like our, our oil that's heavier, you know, and really kind of spend a little time massaging it in and, and um, you know, taking care of the drier areas like my elbows and, and things like that. Um, but uh, generally speaking, I'd say I'm pretty, you know, quick in the morning getting ready. And then I at love night, that, yeah. really spend a bit more time um, after everyone's gone to sleep or, you know, has done their thing. I, I like to take a hot bath if I can and, you know, moisturize and, and you know, spend a little bit more time kind of pampering. And that's part of my self-care ritual and routine. I especially enjoy um, you know, taking baths and just having a moment for myself quiet. What is something exciting in store for you could be personal and or business? 
Um, well, I mentioned before, I'm excited uh, to be doing some social media things that actually now is kind of seeming a little bit fun. And with this new agency, uh, with with Retrovay also, we have a few new products in the pipeline. We have our face oil coming out that I can't wait for and our lip serum. And we have also um, a special herbal mask. And I didn't mention before, but one thing that I, I really enjoy so much, we have a farm in Malibu oh, where we grow some of the ingredients uh, that we use, really avocado specifically, but also the herbs that we're using in our herbal mask. And so we'd love to be out there. It's a permaculture ranch, with, which is a special organic form of um growing things where everything is sustainable and it's all on the same property so nothing is brought in and my husband really pioneered that and so I love to go out there with him and I'm really excited that we are finding ways now he grows a lot of different produce there goji berries and oranges and all different things um, that we can use more in the products so that's really fun for me and it sounds like you said you know I get all geeked out about sustainable packaging. So we're always looking for ways to be more sustainable and be along that journey. So for me, um, I'm excited that we are, you know, finding some new ways to stay airless and do all those things. And some of it hasn't been created before, but now we're finding more ways to be sustainable. And so in the business, that's what's really exciting for me. Personally, I love just to watch my kids do what they do. Um, my son is a professional basketball player, so I love to watch his games. And my daughters are still equestrians, as I mentioned. So I really wow. love them do their things. And um, yeah, I just I get a lot of pleasure and joy in in you know doing what I do in my life. And I think that's a secret too: is find what you love and and do it. And then every day, even at work, is is really joyous. So I just I really that, yeah. what I do and, and I look forward to each and every day of, of, you know, some days are longer or harder, I get tired or whatever, but I just really enjoy what, what I do. And, and I'm so glad to have had this time with you, Joyce, and, and enjoy speaking so much. And I would love to come on sometime and talk about ingredients and not just even in retrovay, but really break them down. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or which ones uh, work best together. And absolutely. You know, you've worked in the labs. You've been there. You know, you've developed skills. It's just amazing just how much knowledge you have, like what I mentioned earlier. So it'd be great to have future multiple episodes with you. Thank you. Well, I would love to do that. And also at, at Peels, as I mentioned, you know, we made everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when you've actually seen it being created and, and all of that, it, it gives you also. A different perspective on ingredients. So I just love to talk about that anytime. But thank you for having me and for allowing me to share this time with you. And I'm enjoying learning from your podcast. That's, I always look forward to learning. I think in any way, you know, if we're not always learning in life and kind of, you know, what's the point. So every day, somehow I'm going to get older, right? I can't do anything about that, but I can still be better each day in some yeah. way learn yeah. something, do something better, be a better person, do something better for the world. So I think that's what kind of, you know, keeps my juices going. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. And thank you so much for those sweet words and the kind words. 
What are your social channels and where can they find you online to learn more about you and Retrovade? Uh, well, actually, my daughter thankfully wrote it down <laughs> for all of this. Um, our Instagram is at Retrovade Skin. Our Facebook is at Skin by Retrouve, um, and all of that is no accent. It's just R-E-T-R-O-U-V-E. Mm -hmm. And then TikTok is at officialretrouve.com. I think we have three or four TikToks up. We just started. It. So that's it. kind of fun. And um, we do have uh, YouTube also. We we have some you know videos and platforms. And then most excitingly, we have our series that we do. Every skin has a story. I don't know if um, you've seen that before, but it's an IG live series that we do to help promote diversity and inclusivity. And we celebrate um, creatives of color. And it's oh, wow. something That's in the beautiful. Industry, but also with without. And um, it's just something that we really love doing and believe in. We've done it over two years now. So those can be found also on our IG section if you go to uh, the IG live area. And um, I have master classes on there as well. And I'm sorry, I don't know all the you know correct names and, and handles and things necessarily. No, you got them correct. Yeah, you got them correct. Yeah, we do try to give as much educational information as we can through the social media challenges. I have several blogs um, that I've written myself and others that um, you know people who work with me have written about ingredients and all these things as well too. So that's on our website. I love it. Thank you so much, Jamie, for your time today. I had so much fun learning about you and Retrovay and your background and your beautiful family. Thank you so much. I am so glad to have been here and appreciate this time. And I look forward to getting to speak again. And we're big fans. So keep up the great Aww. work. Thank you. Thank you for your Thank platform. You.